What's up, fam? Hope you're staying fed. In this episode, Cece and Father Raj are joined by two baking enthusiasts, ready to discuss something central to our diets and our faith, bread. Feeling crummy in quarantine? Well, you'll definitely rise after this. Trust us, it will be just what you need. Come to the table and let's break bread together, fam. This is Famished and Fed. up cc yo 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 here we are we're here episode two and we are talking about bread bread fun get that bread i don't know the, how to say bread in any other language i was gonna make it bread get that bread bake that yeah. bread eat that and, bread uh, it, it's, it's a blessing because uh, we've got we've got two special guests with us today first up we've got patrick lawrence arguelles uh, co-founder of Urban Picks, but he's also a sourdough savant. He's a, one of our bread enthusiasts. What is a savant? Um, he's going to be on the show today. Like, no joke. I was like, what is a, what is a savant? It's what I am, apparently. The alliteration. What does that mean? What does that mean, Rince? It means I I am good at something. At sourdough Ooh. making. <laughs> You're good at or sourdough. Or a fan. Yeah, fact-checked like on uh, what savant means. <laughs> what? We'll check that later. Um, we'll fix that in post to see what, what exactly, whether or not Lens qualifies as a sourdough was, savant. But I was curious. He is the, the also the, the founder of Urban Picks, the co-founder of Urban Picks, as we mentioned earlier. And it's uh, great to have him here on this podcast on Famished and Fed. We're joined today also by another bread enthusiast, Sean Salvatin. Yes. Sean, um, famous for his um, his personal recipe that, that so many people here I've enjoyed called Shan de Sal. Mm, um, yep. It's a take on a, um, uh, a recipe from uh, the Filipino culture, um, Shan de Sal. So, um, Sean, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me, everyone. It's great to have, have you, Sean. Um, and, um, you know, just a kind of random side note, but uh, Sean was the one who uh, taught me how to start praying the liturgy of the hours. So anyone out there who's, who's wow. praying the liturgy hours, or anybody that I've I've prayed the liturgy of the hours with, um, you gotta you know. Um, He's the Lolo of liturgy of the hours. He is. What a coincidence! Because I also was taught by Sean uh, to do the liturgy of hours. I still have two books that you gave me. So full full wow. circle. Oh, full circle. The liturgy of the hours, as it takes from sacred scripture, has, has a lot of references to bread. So that's how we're gonna bring that full back full circle. <laughs> Um, nice. But but that's what we're talking about today, bread. And mm. so we've got we've got Sean here who's an avid baker um and uh Patrick Rents. What are we going with tonight? What are you Rents? going with today? A uh, savant. Just a, just savant, savant from here on out. All right. <laughs> Don't refer to my <laughs> Yeah. But Rents Rents works. Uh, Rents. That's fine. All right. So we've got two baking enthusiasts, bread baking enthusiasts. We've got myself, Father Raj, and we've got CC I've never baked bread in my life until today. Oh, actually, I was going to say we baked today. Oh wow, we baked. So bread we're gonna today. we're going to um, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I am not a bread baker. I enjoy bread, 
Um, Cece, I know you, 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 you enjoy bread. Well, I love bread. I bake, but I don't break like real bread. I don't, I don't, well, I guess we'll talk about what real bread is, but like the rising that the proofing. Okay. I watch great British baking show. Oh, that's an and awesome show. And there's all kinds of baking in there. And I love it. Cause when it's bread week, I have no idea what they're talking about. Oh, and so today that's... I was making the pundasol and I kept thinking, I don't want to roll this too long because what if I overwork the gluten as if mm. I really know what that means, <laughs> but I was like, okay, maybe that's anyway, I don't know where that belongs in this thing. She, but she, also, she also called me or texted me and asked me, what is a tea towel? <laughs> so, <laughs> but, uh, um, no, I used a bar weird. towel. I hope that was okay. <laughs> Did, did you have know. an image of, of Paul, like, in the back of your mind, like, saying, don't overwork it, don't, don't overproof Hollywood. it? This is very close texture. I was I was a little paranoid. I I texted uh, both Father Raj and Sean multiple times, <laughs> verifying the instructions. Hope it, I hope it turned out okay. I'm not, hey, that's the most thing I'm nervous about. Oh. Well, we'll see. We will see, Sean. But, uh, you know, we figured we would do this as our second episode, talking about bread, because bread is so integral to the faith. Um, we, mm. we know our Lord talks about it so often. We know that um, that bread is mentioned so many times during Scripture. So that's why we're talking about it today. But but before we get into, like, the faith stuff, we're just in, let's, just, let's just chat a little bit about bread. Um, all right, first question. Your favorite uh, bread and why? Ooh. Ooh. Want to take this on or... Um, well, you know, born and raised in the Bay Area, I got I got to go with the classic San Francisco sourdough, mm. or just sourdough in general. Nice, nice. Uh, I'd have to go for my favorite bread is also a sourdough, though I'm kind of like leaning towards calling sourdoughs country Levant. Um, because, you know, that's my savant in me that's coming out a little bit, is that uh, is country that Levant. Um, yeah, I think so, actually. <laughs> we, we still have... Real quick, uh, I don't mean to interrupt you, Reds, but, um, you know, you, you text me what kind of bread I was tasting from you. You said country, Levant, whatever, whatever you just said. And then I, I took a bite of it earlier and I was like, wait, is this sourdough? <laughs> yes. It's yes, so sour. it is. It's very sourdoughy. So this is this is the backstory to it. There's, I guess, this movement amongst bakers where they don't want to be called sourdough bread, even though for all intents and purposes it is sourdough. There's a you know starter which we should talk about in a bit as flour. But when you say sourdough, there seems to be a perception like you have to be really sour, like this really mm. tangy taste, kind of like with beer. You know, if you say IPA, mm. a lot of people there's movement in California. It's like I just want the most bitter beer you can give give me, and the IPA gets a bad rap for that. So. Uh, I'm I'm starting to see that you know some bakers like in Benicia, uh, one house bakery they ha- it's a sourdough, uh, but they call it country Levon because they don't want people to think oh am I getting a super super sour tangy bread so um, but yeah awesome all right so Rens's favorite is also a, a sourdough country Levon <laughs> country, country Levon although I like my tangy I I like mine on the tangy, tangy side okay. very nice all right Cece pan de leche like Filipino style. Pandeleche. Nice. Since I was little, oh, nice. I could eat loaves cool. and loaves of that. I, I'm gonna go Filipino. Also, I um, I I know that I, I I crave like one of the first things when I go home to visit my family in the Philippines. I I need um, two things. I need baby pandesal, mm. fresh, hot in the morning, just fresh baked, and then I also need um, uh, putok pandesal, which is like pandesal that like breaks a little bit, so it's got crunchy. 
Ooh, I don't think I've had that. Inside. Oh, oh, I've never had that. Like, yeah, with some cheese, um, cheese in a can, whatever it is, right? Yes. It's, just, it's, yeah. it's great. So those are my, that's what I went to when I thought about favorite bread and why. Um, this next question isn't for me because I'm not a baker. Um, I don't know if CeCe's going to answer this one. Uh, and it may be the same for, for, for our guests, but what, what's your favorite bread to bake and why? Uh, yes, I'll, I'll take this one first. Uh, it still is the country le bon, if you will. <laughs> I think you just uh, like sourdough. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, probably for the same reasons that, that Sean will talk about, but there's just something wonderful about um, the patience put into baking a, a sourdough bread, having to raise your own starter like like a baby, like your own young one. Um, and going through that whole process completely natural. So shout outs to the to the Bay Area uh, natural eaters out there. Um, and I just, you know, it's a really, really fun process. And uh, hopefully we'll talk about more in this episode. But yeah, so sourdough slash live on is the, the one I enjoy to bake. Uh, and I, I like my making my own uh, version of pan de sal, what I call chan de sal. More so because... Whenever I make it, it's for a special occasion in general. Um, and I have these fond memories and these great memories of literally sitting around the table with my family, breaking the bread and passing the basket around. Uh, good times, great times. Awesome. Do, donuts, yeah, do donuts count as bread? <laughs> I'm like thinking. Wait, do, you bake them? do you make your own donuts? Are you making well, donuts? We fry them. Okay. Yeah. Does that I don't know. That's that's a that's a hot take. Uh, donut or donuts bread? <laughs> How do you raise it? Oh, I mean, is it, is with it good you? morals. I was gonna say good <laughs> How do I raise under the them? Catholic oh faith? Yes. Baptized yeah. in very hot oil. I don't know. I that's I could. could it? I was gonna say donuts, but then I was like, mm. wait, maybe it doesn't count. I don't know. I saw your list for the snack attack. I don't know. There's a lot of questions about what counts as bread or doesn't count as yeah. bread. But no, I don't know. See. We're just going to go for it. I mean, I, I bake, but like, I, I go saying, this is so good. We can't even, I'm eating these snacks. Are you eat. eating it already? I'm so <laughs> She's tasting good. the bread that we have so ready for today. good. But um, I bake, but like quick bread. So like banana yep. bread and yep. Yep. what other bread that has like, you know, just quick Breads, muffins. I'm a baking powder girl. Some baking Nothing powder in that. there, mm-hmm. you know. So anything that I could do quick, and I guess we'll see. And then the, that's the question again: what counts as bread? Because I mean, today really, when we were baking the snack for later, I felt like I was actually baking. Whereas usually I'm making like cakes and muffins and things that aren't. I mean, I feel like they're sweet bread. So are they still bread? I don't know. I don't know well, what baking. qualifies. It's baking, yeah. right? So does it count? I mean, I banana I'm the, bread. I'm gonna go with a safe one because it has bread in the name, and it, I bake it. Banana bread is my nice. favorite bread yeah. to bake. I, I mean, you can make an argument too that for bread is anything that has a combination of flour, water, yeast, and salt, and whatever you want to add to that basic combination, uh, and uh, or you can substitute yeast with like a leavening agent because baking powder is really just leavening agent that's uh, made to to be longer shelf life you know so. what about using something some other uh, ground grain other than other than flour oh like a uh, barley corn like cornbread corn, yeah yeah, yeah what about so, cornbread is cornbread bread yeah it, maybe we substitute flour for for uh, grain that's been milled okay all right well I'm, I'm just learning today and then i have no opinion i just like to eat bread um, which is going to take us to our next question here. Um, 
Uh, what's your favorite bread just to eat on its own? For me, it's Senorita bread from mm. uh, that's a good one. The the if if you don't if anyone doesn't know what Senorita bread. One, I really feel sorry for you. I really do. <laughs> you gotta look it up. Go to the nearest what Star Bread Bakery. Go get in line. Wear a mask now, and then order those bread and eat it. I, it's like it's like French fries, you know, from McDonald's. I take it. I'll order some. I'll get to the car. I have to have at least two right in the car. Before I guess when it's like melty, when it's still oh, warm, yeah. it's got a little bit of that crystallization of the sugar. Except, except yeah. when I go to potlucks here, you know, the senorita bread is like a fan favorite at every potluck you go to in this area. But then it's like if you're at the end of the party and it's all cold and rigid, it's like, man, I, I know it could yeah, be better, it but I'll like, still eat it. It gets still steely on the ends there. Yeah. There's something about that in terms of like, ah, I know this could be better. But I'm still going to eat it. Yep. I'll still eat five. I'll still eat six. That's a sign of a good bread. Yeah. For real. No, senorita is good. So actually mine is different. Um, just recently, my parents, uh, not my parents, but my aunt came from the Philippines a couple of months ago. And she brought back like this ensamada bread from the Philippines. And it was, uh, it, and for those of you who don't know, ensamada, it's like the totally unhealthiest uh, bread that you can get because it's like, Tons of sugar, tons of sh- uh, cheese butter. on it, butter, like lots of butter, um, similar to the senorita bread um, that Sean mentioned. And it just, you, what you do is like you can, you can put it in the microwave and warm it up a bit and it gets really soft and, and oh, so delicious. But yeah, I could, I could eat that. Um, my favorite bread uh, to eat on its own, actually, this is probably going to be, this is boring and, and I don't know. Anyway, I like, I've, I've always just grown up um, eating, just pulling apart croissants right like oh yes my fit like you know the costco pack of croissants and um i like every, every day after school have one of those toasted and uh pull it apart it's it's yeah that's my favorite bread to just eat on its own a croissant buttery right i think butter is key like a plain croissant then just plain croissant wow that's like what i, I was gonna say pano chocolate which is like i mean basically it's a croissant oh, with chocolate in the middle but i just you know I, the lamination, it's a, it depends who makes it, but just Ooh, the, the use layers. the word lamination. Nice. Oh, I told you. I yeah, got to get that butter cold. Got to, yeah. Pound <laughs> it out. When you, when you can see the layers, just like so many layers and mm-hmm. the crispy outside, but like, you know, that initial bite and then just the softness and the richness inside. Oh my God. Even just, I mean, I think along those same lines, though, even if it didn't have chocolate, like even if it was just a croissant, a really well-made croissant, oh my gosh, to die for. Okay. Uh, Rents Rents was telling me that um, he, as a bread, a fellow bread enthusiast, he um, he offered some of his sourdough starter to Sean, and that Sean was offended that Rents would actually consider doing that. Okay, do you guys want to hash this out here? I, I'll, I'll let you you speak to this this offense. Uh, first, <laughs> no, I wasn't offended. Rents, first of all, we're having this conversation, and. Uh, he, he, he was, I was telling him about all my, my difficult, cause I did try, I did try to make my own sourdough with, which, which requires making my own sourdough starter and you have to take care of it. It's like a pet. You have to feed it every day. And you know, it, for me, it just didn't work. I tried two occasions. It didn't work. I even named my sourdough starter, which which in a blog, certain blogs, they'll say it helps if you name it, but it just, I got, 
attached to it, and so I killed it. I had to throw it away. Red pony I, style. Oh man, uh, I called it Casilda, our Cassie after Saint Casilda, and I guess we could talk about later her connection with bread. Um, but she died. I well, or I could I couldn't keep Saint up. Casil- with Saint Casilda or yes, she would be dead if she's a saint. Um, but Cassie died. I killed her. I well, in in, in <laughs> it's a she apparently. Um, uh, yeast is a fungus, and I didn't have the time or i didn't make the time to to upkeep it and to feed it regularly and to you almost have to like when you transfer it from one jar to another jar you, i feel like you know it's like you have to clean out its fish tank type thing yep, yep i've done that anyway, so i checked on it my last time and it you know it didn't rise i tried feeding it and watering it again didn't rise i think it's a temperature thing but when you <laughs> so when you when you offer it i'm sure you offered it out of the goodness of your heart but a uh, couple things first of all it reminded me of what a failure i am <laughs> oh no amazing oh, no. <laughs> and secondly you know, there are some people, I, the, the, the scientists are still, I don't know if you um, did your scientific research. I recommend the uh, sourdough episode of the Gastropod podcast. Um, but the flavor of a bread, like a sourdough bread, they say in part comes from the microbes, right? So from the baker's hands as well as the environment mm-hmm. that goes you know that is transferred wow. into the dough so you know if i were to make bread i wanted to taste like sean i want sean <laughs> flavored bread you know i'm sure rent's flavored bread is very good too okay i'd prefer to try sean so, flavored bread so is it fair to wow. call it an identity it's an identity thing sean is that 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 where the upset this comes from the identity of my bread in uh, part, okay i suppose okay. wow um but no i, I thought it was like a, he's giving away his baby kind of thing yeah i i understand <laughs> exactly see see that's kind of where I, I now that i know the context to which that conversation happened i uh i know now the the levity of my actions um but uh to kind of piggyback on sean you know sourdough starters seem to be all the rave now in coronavirus um world yeah. like everyone's taking pictures of it and you're know, like what is that so as sean was saying it's it's it takes a bit of work um you know you really are my my starter is named mariah because it's part rye flour and part um whole wheat flour oh no uh, oh, so you, flour. Do, you do half and half yep i do half and half because apparently the 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 yeast on the rye is i guess the properties are easier to to develop the yeast so i kind of it helps so okay, so that was that was Cassie Junior. Yeah. That was Cassie Junior. I, uh, I did half rye, half white. And, and if we're speaking of fallen, uh, me fall... and Mariah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. That was just an interlude there. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, if we're talking about fallen uh, sourdough starters, shoutouts to Austin. Austin Ames was uh, my origin, my first starter that I made while watching Cinderella Story with my sister. So we just was like, I don't know if this is going to work out, but let's say Boston. So I went through that, 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 uh, that pain of loss, but, um, 
So part of my enthusiasm, Sean, was that uh, like CC was saying, like you put time in sourdough, so it's like a like this bread like dog, and it's like oh look at the offspring, they're so the offspring are cute. It's a good it's a good breed. And then here, do you want you know these puppies? And to me, it, it was interpreted as your puppies. I don't want them. Like I was like oh no, I don't want I don't want your puppies. <laughs> I was like so, but now that I know that we looked at it with two different lenses, I, I completely understand the identity thing. So uh, I think we can squash this this beef. Uh, and uh, carry on. I'm glad we could reconcile. There, there, we, we... Was no <laughs> there was no beef. Like no avocados on BLT. May, maybe yeah. on your, maybe on your part, Sean. But when when Ren said it, I think he was upset about how offended you were. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fun stuff. Fun stuff. So anyway, I'm glad. I'm glad we're there's peace now. We've brought peace by breaking bread. There we go. Amen. Famished and fed. That's what we do. It's what we do here. We bring people together. We feed them. And we bring them together. Thanks, CC, any comments on, about all of that? I'm never going to make sourdough, by the like way. That's just like so interesting. Well, it's like what Ren said. I think I've been seeing people and their sourdough starters all over the internet. And I'm like, what is even going on? Like, I don't yeah. even understand why they're posting this. But, I mean, I did I did look it up because I was like, well, let me see. Maybe I'll do one of those because why not? And then I was like, I have two children, like human children. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need any, and a dog. I don't need anything else that's yeah. going to require a lot of my attention. So I'll just enjoy the fruits of your labor and eat all the baked goodies made with all of your sourdough starter babies. Well, well, Cece, I can't offer Sean this, but would you like some of Mariah on, <laughs> sent to you? Some of sent to me. Yeah. You can do that, like uh, in a mason jar. Or yeah, yeah. You, you can actually. I will gladly take if it's our if wait we'll talk more but okay. I'll sure if it's less work for me to do whatever yep. so is this like adopting an already trained puppy yes yes you, okay I mean, it yeah. still works sign me yeah. up it's still yeah. sign me up there's still work you still have to and feed then, uh, it you can't you have to feed it so that's fine like, yeah I still feed the dog yep it would be good all right cool I don't have to birth as I've not I've been through childbirth you know I don't oh. have to birth another thing <laughs> that's all right you you give birth you can do anything so you see okay it's true yes on that beautiful note of motherhood um, we're gonna <laughs> switch gears now um we, we we've been talking about bread and how difficult it might be as a baker you know the connection uh to your craft all that beautiful those beautiful things but what I really want to know is, is as both of you, uh, pe- uh, people of faith, we kind of talked about that earlier with praying and Ren's being a co-founder of Urban Picks. Um, has has bread making or the topic of bread, have you learned anything more deeply about, about God or the Eucharist or or your faith? So for me, you know, I'm a big liturgy guy. I love the liturgy. I love studying about the signs and about the rituals uh, that we as Catholics use. And like you said, Father, bread is so important to us in terms of like feeding our bodies as well as, you know, the bread of life, which we hunger for, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. Um, but actually, it's it's how how I make my Shandisal. Like I was rolling the dough, kneading the dough last night right and and how and it's it's a workout i don't know if you've done that rents with your your yep. sourdough I'm like i don't use any type of machine it's all it's all me <laughs> right so i'm the machine i suppose um <laughs> like my technique of kneading is like i grab i grasp it with my hand it's so it's so tactile right i grasp the dough with my hands and i roll it along like my wrist and upon my my arm 
and you just keep doing that. So you're put you're putting your literally sweat. I hope I didn't get too much sweat. Little, little Sean, <laughs> my, flavor of Sean. As I eat this, right. as I eat this the, bread. Um, but tastes good. Tastes um, fine. It's great. But but you but you think how? For me, actually, what I was kind of reflecting on is you know in 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 the liturgy where we talk about when the priest is offering you know the the gifts right the bread and the wine um and then we remember the manna like coming down from heaven and and all the all the good things that that god has given us all the gifts like the wheat and the flour and the water right um but we have to do something too right to to make to make those uh those things those natural things that god has given us into uh into a sacrifice into gifts for god you have to put in your own work right yeah, um, work of human hands right I, mm, I, I, yep. every time i pray mm. that, it's, it's it's beautiful right like um work of human hands that's what but you know the, we're, we're 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 connected to that uh, that sacrifice yeah. and so and and what but what makes the dough rise is the is the yeast these like little tiny like microorganisms these like little fungi and you know um and the yeast or leaven uh is mentioned in scripture either as a bad thing right the little bits of sin right sp could spoil everything and turn everything sour right but also Yeast is also spoken about in terms of like the mustard seed in those kind in those parables, right? That the yeast can make things grow and rise and expand. Um, and 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 when I use active yeast, uh, which means you have to put it in in warm water with a bit of sugar to kind of get it going, and that's called proofing, mm -hmm. right? You proof the yeast to see if it works, to see if it's good, to see if it has you know if it could do the job. And I, I look at it uh, in, in my own life that it's the time that all all that God has given me, particularly through the sacraments. Now I gotta, you know, I gotta demonstrate that in my actions and my choices. I have to prove um, in that way wow. as well. That's great, Sean. I mean, I'm now, now I'm gonna. I know coming from a privileged place that that I get to celebrate the mass every day and. and I mean that that really is going to resonate. But so thanks, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. So for me, I think the thing I loved about uh, bread baking and what I've learned recently is more of like the history and the context of it. Um, that was one thing that it's kind of like a habit of mine where I, where I do something. I, I like to know more about like how did this come out and, and you know what's the history of it. So for bread baking, I, I kind of delved into you know what was the first bread and and what was what does yeast come from? You know, as Sean said. Um, this kind of, you know, work of hands with the wheat and the flour and uh, two things that kind of I, I saw beautiful was it, get, it gives more context to to bread. And uh, I'll start off with like the Old Testament, um, you know, with the Hebrews and uh, Passover. Right. Mm. And that, that was one of the first things I, I learned about bread uh, was in religion where it's like, why do the why is it unleavened bread? And the idea that they were they were in haste, they had to leave right away. And and, you know, and when you don't know about bread, it's like, oh, that that's okay. That, that makes sense. They, they left fast and so is bread. But as I started to bake bread, you know, as Cece was saying, like that patience of, of proofing and going through that whole process, it, it takes time. Like it's a, it's a very thoughtful, methodical process that you have to go through through bread. You have to schedule. You can't just, you know, set and forget it. You have to kind of watch it and, and be there. And um, that just shows too, like the work that's needed and um, in that way. And then the, the other context too is, how prevalent bread is, you know, I grew up in a Filipino household. So for us, bread wasn't as prevalent, you know, rice 
was the main thing just because you know the history of of grains um in the world the, the rice was more prevalent in, in the those uh eastern asian um pacific you know countries but uh in the middle eastern time middle eastern area that whole part bread was was super prevalent so when jesus talks about bringing the bread of life and people think oh yeah cool i, I know of bread but you know, in, in that context, I think it's it's Greek or Hebrew, where like bread is sometimes synonymous with food. You know, that's just people thought that bread is is food. You know, ninety percent of the time, similar to how you see in Italian homes too. Like you'll always see a bread bread basket there, and so so that carryover of of bread being permeating all of culture, and that's why Jesus says he's the bread of life because he is literally food, literally like everything. Mm. Yes, like mm. an everything bagel. Every Ooh. oh. Yes. Mm. <laughs> That's why I love yes. it so much. You are right. There Put we that go. up. And season your life with Jesus. Is the, is the, is, is Not the just the salt of the earth, the everything seasoning bagel, everything bagel seasoning oh. of the earth. You just nice. leveled up. You just nice. leveled up. Well, thanks for sharing, guys. That's some awesome insight about you know what, what you learn from uh, your own bread making and, and our faith. Um, I know when, we, when you guys have mentioned already several... Um, uh, passages from sacred scripture, so I, I don't want to hammer this too hard. But um, is there any uh, anything else? Other favorite passages from scripture about bread? Maybe Cece, do you have a favorite bread passage? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, obviously the bread of life discourse, John six, can't not mention that one. But in the Sean actually mentioned it. I really like the parable of the yeast, which I think goes unnoticed because it's preceded in Matthew 13 by the mustard seed and everybody loves the mustard seed. Mm-hmm. And it's really quick. It's really only one verse. But um it says he, from Matthew 13:33, he spoke to them another parable. And this is the parable. It's literally one sentence. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed with three measures of wheat flour until the whole batch was leavened. And I, I like to think of, right, like us in the world as, as that yeast. Like we're just this yeast in this world of flour, wheat flour in this instance. But, you know, and the yeast is what makes it rise. The yeast is what brings it flavor, the yeast. And sometimes we're like, wow, we're just yeast. I am yeast. I'm fungi lost in this world. But like God is calling me to rise. He's calling me to better everything around me, starting with myself so that that effect is taken throughout and then we can be baked, purified. This mm. wouldn't be a, a famine fed podcast without, without some good puns. So um, is it, is it fair to say then CC that we are a yeaster people? <laughs> yeah. 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 We, are, we are a yeaster people. Um, we're oh making search. Uh, yes. yes, I think we got a title are. for the podcast. We are, <laughs> we are a yeast of people. Yeah, I good. love that. That'd yes, be, but that's that's exactly what it is, right? Like mm-hmm. we have to be like yeast, and it's funny because it wasn't until like I feel like the quarantine happened and everybody soured or starter was all over the internet that now I'm like, what the heck is yeast? Like mm-hmm. I'm like looking it up, and I'm like, oh, it's fungi. That's like gross. Like what? It, what is it growing? You know, in a jar under that guy's sink like what is happening you know but then like then yeast somehow magically with the work of the maker turns into like this delicious mm-hmm. bread i'm eating you know and i think that's what god is doing with us he's working me he's 
you know, I have to be mixed in with some things that I don't like or don't want to be a part of. But at the end, it's going to be this beautiful, we are one bread, you know? We're not you got to be needed. Bread. You got to be stretched. Mm. Yep. Right. You got to build those gludens. Yeah. Sometimes you got to be patient and wait. You got to prove for an, an hour, hour and a half. I know. Mm. Which is funny because after I did the proof, I texted Father Raj. I was like, they all look good except... One came out a little wonky, and then I'm thinking, wow, I wonder if that's how God looks at us, you know, like he puts us all through tests, and then I'm like, I'm probably the wonky one, the wonky one, you know, like, oh, here's Cecilia again, she came out a little lopsided, but she's going to be all right. Yeah. She's going to be all right. And to dive off of that, you know, I've had breads where, like, I'm like, no, this, I, I messed up this process, I did this wrong, I shaved it wrong, I put it in the oven, and it comes out like, oh, shoot. Actually, it worked out like, you know, that that trust of like there's there's things beyond me like it's it'll work out. And I think that's how God, too, looks at it. It's like I, I just trust. Just trust. Nice. Uh, before we wrap up here and, and start doing some of the fun stuff at the end, uh, we did have kind of a we, we're, we know we're in the quarantine. We know we were in shelter in place. We're knowing we know that we are in an interesting moment in our history. And um, when we talk about bread, several of you mentioned already the, the bread of life discourse, John six. We, we hunger for the bread of life. Um, it's part of our the title of our, of our uh, podcast, right? Famished and fed. We, we, we're, we're hungry for the bread of life, but we stay fed. Right now, with what we are going through, how do you, how do you reconcile um, you know, the need to be fed, but we can't go to Mass, mm. right? Or, or, um, and I'm, I'm saying this, for, again, from a privileged place. I get to celebrate Mass every day. I get to encounter the bread of life in a different way. So, and maybe it's just, it's a question for y'all. I mean, I'll throw some comments too, but, you know, the suffering, the difficulty of not receiving the bread of life right now, and how do you reconcile that with the Our Father prayer when we talk about giving us, give, give us, O oh Lord, uh, our daily bread? What do you guys think? Um so when I first had my conversion experience, it was literally in a Eucharistic prayer setting. And so that was so fundamental to my faith and my relationship with God that I always, you know, I frequented a daily mass when I could. I went to adoration as much as I could. And then when God called me to be a missionary in Honduras, I found myself in a country where mass was such a privileged thing for the people that I was being called to serve. Um, you know, we were in the mountains in places that like they'd get mass like once a year, if that. And literally, uh, you know, we went to a place where they had the first confirmation in 10 years and like they hadn't had confession in a very long time. So like they weren't used to having mass. They didn't. A lot of them had never in their life been to mass because, you know, there might have been mass once a year in this little town, but it was like a three hour walk away. So they couldn't make it. And so I was grappling with this whole idea of like, okay, this is my faith. This is what I believe. This is what I know is real because I've experienced it. But then who is the Lord to me? If I'm telling, you know, they're Catholic and they're living their faith, but they don't have the Eucharist. But what does that mean? And here I am like, I'm all about the Eucharist and I want them to, to have the Eucharist. And I still did, but I had to like, I really had to re-examine what I valued in my relationship with the Lord um, and how to transmit that. So now that we're in a time where we don't get to go to Mass, um, it sucks, right? Like, I, I wish we could go to Mass. I yearn for the day we can go to Mass again. But I, I always kind of, like, re-access that experience and just remember, like, there's so many people in the world who do not have regular access to the sacraments. And so, one, it's like a solidarity thing. But I think, two... It's like I 
I know that the end, like the end goal is not to receive the Eucharist either, right? The end goal for me is to be in heaven with the Lord. Um, and if this is part of the journey to get there, um, you know, a grumbling in the desert, if you will, um, with no manna at the moment, you know, let's, let's, you know, I, I trust, I have to trust that, that this is part of the plan for what, what God wants for me, um, in this moment. So, I mean, that's kind of how I've been processing what's happening with that. Yeah. I think, um, um, somebody mentioned the other day when we were having this discussion about, about craving the Eucharist, it's, it's what, what gives peace is knowing that, that one day, we will receive that again, the bread of life, whether that's when once they open up public masses or whether that's um, uh, one day uh, in the heavenly banquet, right? Receiving the bread of life in that way. Sean, uh, Rents, what do you guys think? I think uh, I relate to what CC is saying about kind of that that uh, privilege and the world not having it. Uh, funny story, uh, about two weeks ago, um, I think I, I, there was a week where I didn't bake bread for my family. And usually up until that point, I was baking bread almost, you know, every week. And I was really excited. I was playing around with different uh, flour uh, percentages and, and different techniques. And, you know, there was a point where, you know, the first few bread uh, times we, we I bake bread, everyone's excited. Like, oh, yeah, so exciting. And then pretty soon, like, you know, people, my family wasn't eating the bread as much. You know, I wasn't getting kind of accolades. And then there was a week where, where it stopped. And then, like, towards the end of that week, my mom was like, uh where's the bread i'm like oh okay so now you want the bread um and uh and it's just kind of like like cc said i think that's the the exercise um that I, I think everyone's been going through that i've been going through um is that you know not having the eucharist it, it does call out the fact that there are a lot of people that that don't have that um i think there was a time where i also kind of got snobby too like um you know with my fiance in terms of like yeah you know there's no point in even going to virtual masses like there's a part where because it's not as good as the eucharist and and it will never be and, and so there's this kind of this mindset like if i can't have the best then might as well not have anything and and then it really challenged me in a lot of conversations with her to what was underneath what was underneath it and it was kind of this askew version as as cc said of the eucharist isn't the end all be all it's it's a it's the most important you know method of, of reaching christ directly in that way of consuming him but without that you know you still have a a, a choice and the desire that needs to be fulfilled to get to heaven and and in this time of quarantine you have to find a way um and that's what it was the challenge for me is like okay i'll watch that father mike schmidt you know virtual mass and then i watched that and i was like oh man this is good Wait, mm-hmm. you're not watching my mess <laughs> oh, watching my <laughs> oh uh, did i say father mike schmidt could hey ethan can you uh, edit out and replace it with father raj de rivera <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding i don't stream every day yeah you're forgiven thank you thank you <laughs> Uh, the it, it's such a weird time that we're living in because when I look at, for example, I follow on Facebook uh, the Carmelite Sisters of the Sacred Heart in in Southern California, and you know they have this the Holy Hour right, and many other communities I know also live stream the Holy Hours. Um, it hurts like there's almost a physical sensation to it where you see the monstrance our lord you know you're you're only seeing it almost through i don't know yeah i, I think of i think of like saint uh who was it saint claire remember uh, you know i heard the famous story that you know patroness of television that i, I believe the story goes she was sick one um one christmas and she couldn't attend mass with her sisters um and so she was in the infirmary or in her room 
um, and she saw on the wall what was going on in the chapel. And there was a consolation to her, but it like, but when I see, you know, when I see, you know, the live stream masses, you know, I, I attend in quotation marks on Sundays, or I'll see the sisters and their adoration, that deep longing, almost like my, there's a, there's this almost a physical ache for the Eucharist. Um, and I think that's, you know, maybe that's kind of the ache that we're, like what Cece was saying, that we're supposed to be feeling now, right? Um, I, I, too, think of the, you know, of, of, of the missionaries, of, of our brothers and sisters, you know, in uh, around the world who don't have access to the sacraments, you know, as readily as we do. Um, and number one, it should spur on people to to become missionaries and, you know, to serve the Lord, particularly through, you know, uh, vocations to the priesthood. I also I am also reminded of the of a, a news article I read um, years ago about I believe it was uh, a community in, in Africa where this woman, this young woman was didn't have any legs. It was just torso, arms, you know, and obviously her head. And she would crawl on the ground every Sunday about, I think, two and a half miles to go to mass. Obviously, you know, we she had she didn't have the moral obligation under those circumstances to go to mass but she did she crawled in the heat two and a half miles to attend mass um and i think it's it's when we we are in solidarity with them but also it i think there's a particular ache because you know particularly in places like like italy you know we're not you know they're not a community you know in the far reaches of the planet like there's a church down the street the church is down this street and that street but you know pope francis kind of says this that the virtual masses like we cannot have a virtual faith or at least it can't be sustained in that way our lord said take and eat that there's a there's an intimacy and there's a there's a there's a physicality to this, um, uh, I had to I had to um, translate the Panis Angelicus from my sister's wedding a little bit ago. You know, talks about the bread of angels, that famous song, the bread of angels. And I believe it was it was Saint Thomas Aquinas who said that if angels would be jealous or could be jealous of humans, they would be jealous that we have bodies to receive the Holy Eucharist, and angels, being pure spirits, don't. Um, but this this. And you know, it's it's only bread, and and how the scripture talks about it as being savoring it or tasting, right? Um, that's something that we do because we have bodies. There is an incarnational element to it that I I think is kind of being lost in the virtual space. No, definitely, definitely. It's a, we, I think all of us, even you know, even me being able to receive the Eucharist every day. I think the the lack of in incarnationality right like um in, <laughs> if that I'm, wasn't I'm a word it I'm is making, now i'm making up words yeah <laughs> yeah the, the the human connection the physical connection to others the physical connection to our lord the sacramental character of our faith and it's definitely a loss right now something that we're craving um but in terms of you know we, we have in our notes here well, what, what advice do we have to give give to people i think i think we know the the sadness that we have um, but I think we could still be fed. I'm going to go to the passage that we use as kind of foundational for this podcast, 
from Numbers, from the book of Numbers, that where, where the Israelite people, they're journeying and they, they say, Lord, we're famished. And, and the Lord kind of responds like, but there's manna here, right? Like mm. that's, that's the story, right? There's, there's manna. There's still something that's feeding you. And the point is that, yeah, maybe this isn't the best. To talk about something we, we mentioned earlier, right? and it's not the best, but this is still feeding you So for the journey, right? Yeah. Um, to get to the promised land. And that's my advice, to find right now whatever other ways you're being nourished and, and, and long for that physical relationship one day that, that we, we, we trust that will happen again soon, shortly in, in the grand scheme of things, that journey, right? We're going to get there. To add, and to add to that, you know, I was just thinking about the manna. If you remember in the scripture, they had, they could only eat enough for that day. They couldn't store up. And it was a, it was a daily, daily undertaking that they had the manna. And so you go back to what you said about, you know, we say daily bread, but now we can't receive the daily bread. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to go doom and gloom and be like, the Lord's punishing us. Cause I don't think the Lord, you know, works that way. I think obviously, you know, there's consequences of sin, but you know, it's not directly that simple. But uh, in a way, it's it's kind of that, like you said, how do we live our daily bread? Well, how do we live on the trust of God as the Israelites did? You know, um, how do we not despair, you know, and how do we not overly take too many toilet papers, you know, take too much, <laughs> uh, you know, hoard these things and, and become selfish um, in this individual, you know, or, uh, you know, I think we had this conversation, Raj, about how do you help people virtually, like there's so many different virtual things, like there's virtual youth meeting, there's virtual you know, adult meeting, and how do I do all of this? Well, how, well, you need to focus in on what's going to get you fed of that day um, and not be worried about how much more you can take to, to, to compensate, you know, just like as the Israelites did um, when they were had to live day by day by just enough manna to eat. And it's just harder now because, the, the, as Sean said so beautifully, the, what we know directly as the true manna uh, is not available. So, so how do we trust even in these situations? And, and uh, yeah, it's, it's a fun exercise. You know, I, I think about how what our Lord said in, when he was tempted in, by bread, when in his hunger, when he was fasting in the desert um, by the devil, he said, I believe, um, like, man does not live by bread alone, but by the, every, every word from the mouth of God. So I, this is an opportunity, I think, to, you know, to dive into, to be fed in a particular way by the bread of life, by the word um, going into scripture. And particularly for me, um, the, the, you know, both of you, have connections with me and the liturgy of the hours that I really didn't know how much the liturgy, how much the, you know, the kind of things Catholics do that some people take as a uh, routine, but how that ordered my life or it literally ordered my day or my week. Right. But liturgy of the hours, if you take it to that could order your day, that could bring that liturgy because it is actual liturgy, you know, to your life and to your prayer life as well. Awesome. Uh, thanks, Sean. It, mm. That actually ties really well into our, our last question. And I don't know if we're going to speak about it too much, but to, to find, um, you know, ways of encountering our Lord is incredibly important. But but is it possible? And this is a question that some of us have mused on. Um, um, we know that, that the, the Eucharist is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord, right? He is the bread of life. Worship of, of the Eucharist is worship of God. But is it possible to idolize the reception of the Eucharist, idolize the act of receiving communion. And, and this question came up because um, sometimes we, uh, well, Cece told me to ask this question. That's really why it came up. But, well, um, because I was trying to put words to it because I, I was like, well, I know you can't idolize the Eucharist because it's the Lord, but there is also this other 
dynamic we're seeing in these days where people are becoming, you know, uncharitable and people are becoming judgmental and things that are not virtuous as a result of this situation, specifically in regards with not being able to receive Holy Communion. So I was like, well, that's kind of an interesting thing. I'd love to kind of just pick apart and what, what could that mean? So, yeah, initial thoughts to that. So I, I think of, you know, that thing about why when I was younger, I was like, oh, the more Eucharist we receive, then the more holy we are, right? Like, so what, shouldn't we go to mass like all the time? Shouldn't we receive as much? But I think there's like a prescription where, you know, even priests, like you can't tricate, um, you can't receive the Eucharist, I think. Trinate, I think you. Trinate, I don't know what yeah. tricate means. I'll have to look, up, <laughs> look that up, but try, I'm, trinate. I'm not a savant of words, remember. From the... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so, and the same thing, I think what's the prescription is two times your, is the, there's a yeah, limit? I won't get into the actual limits in our But there diocese, are rules, so there are okay. rules and limits, right? So on a day, yeah. like, uh, I can buy an aid. I can, um, um, for daily mass, I'm allowed to, for a pastoral reason, to, to yeah. receive twice and to celebrate mass twice. Yep, exactly. But as, as faithful. But there's a know, limit. That's the point. There's a limit. Yeah, because I think there was abuses going on where people had that idea, like, okay, the more Eucharist I receive, the more graces I get. And so let me just kind of take in as much as I can. So I, I believe in the wisdom of the church. They were like, we have to focus in and avoid that so in that way i want to shift the question is maybe it's not the idealization of of the eucharist because we i don't we can't idolize our lord in that way if we're, if we're respecting it and what it's meant to be but again that kind of oversaturation over over uh abundance of wanting to get more and more graces in that way then you're idolizing that acquisition of graces mm, okay acquisition of grace it's possible okay. to idolize the uh, that acquisition. Okay. To, to go back to what the wording on CC's original question was the idolization of the action of reception of okay. communion. Right. Like, and, uh, and uh, for me initially, I, th- I think, I mean, like, like all things, we can do things with wrong intent. And so I think that's where the, the problem is. I think this is a wonderful time to purify our intent for receiving the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. Why do we really receive the Eucharist? And um, I'm not going to say much more than that. I think that's a good reflection question for, for all of us, even, even us priests. Um, to okay, why do we celebrate the mass and why do we receive the Eucharist? Um, that, that's Sean my is on it. Sean is dying to answer this question. Sean, Sean is ready. He's like getting closer and closer to the. You guys can't see this, but he's getting closer and closer to the screen. Yep, I felt it. I felt the Sean solve. He's like hand signaling at us. No, no, no. Uh, because actually, I, I spent time because I, I I received the the show notes in advance, the kind of outline for today. So I was thinking about this, um, and I, I was thinking how. Is it possible to to idolize to turn an event or an experience into an idol? An idol in general, which means you treat something as God, which is not God. So, and I think you kind of you said this earlier, CC, that when we approach the Eucharist, even our desire and receiving the Eucharist, I would say it's not exactly idolization, where because you know we're treating God. You know, we're not, the Eucharist is God. However, I think it's either a perversion or a a reverse of idolization, where instead of treating something that's not a God as God, we're treating God as not God. Ooh. As a thing, as an object, as, you know. Um, For the acquisition of graces, as Reds put. Well, I mean... You know, I I I had to, and I did a bit of research. You know, with um, who was it? Saint Pius the Tenth, who recommended the frequent reception of Holy Communion, as well as lowering the age in which First Communion could be received. 
Um, I also went into the Sumo with St. Thomas. And, and actually, St. Thomas talks about that you have to be disposed, properly disposed to receive the Eucharist. And, and I, I forgot either St. Thomas or St. Augustine said, like, you know, I, I sin a lot. I need to approach them. I need to have the medicine often. And, and you were saying, ZC, that you notice that some people might not be acting, some Catholics, some Christians might not be acting as charitably as they should or could be. But I would argue that it's perhaps precisely because they have not have mm-hmm. access to Holy Communion. That they have not had access to to this font of charity, this font of grace that we have, mm. um, that that they aren't, you know, making the best decisions in terms of how they should be treating other people. Um, but I get to receive the Eucharist every day, and I'm still pretty uncharitable. So. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. no, but, uh, oh, I like that what you said. <laughs> Did you compare it to being hangry, Cece? Yeah, like are, yeah. they're hangry. They're, oh, they, man, haven't had, they haven't spiritually had hangry. I, I think that that's it. <laughs> That's like the, the little tagline. Oh man, that's good. That's that's a lot of good stuff. Oh man, oh thanks gosh. guys. That was. I just think it's such a good question, right? And, I mean, yeah, one more thing to add too. I, I like what uh, Sean was saying about you know turning God not into God. I think that's the idolization. It's it turns into that experience is transactional. You know, I think of mm. um, those people in St. Rose. We had reports of people that would like take jugs of holy water and like, what are you doing with the holy water? And I think we found out like they were drinking it. They're feeding their cat. They're like, you know, all this type of thing. So it turned the grace of the sacramentals into this transactional panacea of, of healing where they were forgetting the relationship to which the sacrament belongs to. And same thing with the Eucharist is we're turning into this transactional view of the Eucharist. Like I need the Eucharist to be holy, this transaction. Where it's if not, not I'm going to be hangry. Yeah, I'm going to be hangry. people right? badly. Yeah, where it's a this relationship. Is so interesting. Rance, I think, uh, I think you, are, you are a savant with words. Transactional <laughs> panacea. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah. We're, putting, we're putting that on shirts too. Transactional panacea. Right. The Eucharist is not transactional panacea. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's the grace. The grace flowing. It didn't exist before the podcast. Awesome. That's great. Well, thanks, guys. It's been a great discussion. We're going to wrap up here with our with the the, the some the fun stuff that we do at the end of every every famine fed podcast. First, we're going to do a taste test with some maybe a little bit of ASMR. Um, I tasted Sean's uh, Sean Desalt earlier. I baked it. I um I my, the first thing I've ever baked in my life. I had to bake it before the show because because um Sean said that I had to eat it within seven minutes of it coming out of the oven. And so I had it with um, with honey butter. I made my own honey butter because I gave Cece all the honey butter that Sean made. So I made my own honey butter. Uh, oh, you churned it? And <laughs> <laughs> I didn't churn my own honey butter. I just took some butter and added some honey, a little bit of salt. and then. Um, Is that uh, what yeah. it was, honey butter? I was trying to figure out, like, I know you said some kind of butter and I was too lazy to look at the text. I assumed it was honey butter because Sean makes honey butter all the times. It is know? honey butter. Okay. Yes, it has... Uh... Honey, a little bit of cinnamon, and a splash of, of vanilla extract. Thank you, Alton Brown. You, you guys can see this, but Cece is chomping down on it right now. This is the ASMR taste test. Sean, Sean, this all. Um, it was delicious. Hot, fresh. It had a nice crisp to it. It was nice and soft in the middle. Yeah. It, was, it was really good. And um, I'm glad, Sean, that you, you forced me to bake it because... It was phenomenal out of, uh, of the oven. CC, your comments, your thoughts? It's just my kids ate it, which, I mean, <laughs> my kids are really picky about bread. 
Um, like, I think all they eat is, like, King's Hawaiian rolls. I don't think they eat anything oh. else. So, like, Jacob, who Jacob's a picky eater because he has allergies, I let him try it, and he was like, mmm. And I've seen that, you know, from the mouth of a four-year-old that probably, you know, if it wasn't good, he w- he definitely would have said it. So. Oh, thank you. High praise indeed delicious. from Jacob. It is delicious. So, Sean, we'll do this like a like a cooking competition show. Describe to us what, what we were eating, what we are eating. Cece's eating it right now. I feel like I'm being judged. Yes. So go ahead. Describe what to us. What is this? What is this? What, what are we eating? Okay. Well, for your consideration, I have before you my famous Sean DeSalle, which has, which has its own Instagram account, which I haven't posted in a while, but there is a Sean DeSalle Instagram account. Uh, we'll post it. We'll tag it on our social media. You'll find it. But so it is a, um, it is a yeast leavened bread. Uh, that I made with my hands last night. It's, I don't know. I don't know how you baked it because so for those of you who are listening, I dropped off um, some dough that I, they, that I did last night, but I put it in the refrigerator to kind of retard the yeast a little bit, kind of slow it down. So I gave it to Father Raj this morning and he took some, he gave some to CC. And so I gave... Social distance. We did it socially. He dropped it off. I didn't even, I didn't even see Sean. He texted me like when he was a... 30 minutes away. <laughs> um, and I gave them directions or instructions on how, how to do the, how to shape it, how to do coat it in breadcrumbs, uh, do the second rise, um, and then the final bake. So I, I hope, I hope from my past batches, I hope it, it had a nice kind of, kind of, you know, you know, a little bit of texture on top. I don't like a super hard crust on top of my chandelier. It's a nice bread roll, right? But definitely soft and airy inside. Hopefully, hopefully you get a little bit of that the nose from uh, from the yeast. I'm talking like wine, which is you know kind of related yeast, but it definitely has a, a particular smell to it. You know, particularly bread right out of the oven. I like my breads, you know, I, I think you didn't ask the question, Father, about what kind of breads you don't like. I do not oh, like right. breads with, uh, I know you're, you're a big texture guy, but I don't like breads with any type of nuts, any type of seeds in it, um, oh, because I like I my like bread seeds. to be like a canvas, a wow. vehicle for that which you put in it or on it. Um, and I made the, the honey butter, Ooh. and I hope it really complimented it. I hope it, you know, I hope the butter melted and you just had a moment of enjoyment then if you did um it was definitely worth going to sleep at like two something in the morning for so oh thanks sean i didn't wow. know you went 10 to out of 10 10 out of 10 no, it was it was great phenomenal i had i yeah no i i was really happy with it um all right so that was sean sean Desal. we're also going to taste test uh rens's <laughs> country <laughs> what is it yeah he's country had a fancy Limon. name for it Country Le Bon. Uh, Rents also suggested that we have this with honey butter. I have this right now. I'm going to do the oh, ASMR thing. I'm going to take yeah. yeah, or butter and uh, or other things. I butter put ginger uh, topping on it. Everything bagel seasoning. Just pour that. <laughs> okay, I don't have any of that right I now. I have chive and onion. So is this where I talk? Man, after, I can't follow up that. That's a, that is different. It's okay if you're disappointed. <laughs> it has Man, a crunch. Good. I, I hear it. I hear it. Do you hear Man, the crunch? Good. This is the ASMR portion. Mm. It's hard, but it was good. Toasted. The, the sourdough, it's not too sour. Because it's a Levon, not a sourdough. It's, a <laughs> it's not a sourdough. I, I sliced mine thin like bread. Oh, I, I like thick slices. I should probably should have suggested I, I went. 
I went thicker, but it's 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 great. I like the the. Um, I'm gonna make a I'm sandwich. Not, this is delicious. Yeah, this is delicious too, Rince. Thank you. I like the. Um, uh, it's a little denser than Sean's. Um, but it's a different style, obviously. But I like the feel of the. Uh, going to another ma- a wine term, I like the mouth feel mm. of the bread, right? <laughs> like it's it's good, man, and this is really great. So what 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 is in this, or what is, yeah. what makes this? Uh... So like I mentioned earlier, you're eating Mariah. Uh, <laughs> probably no. It's uh, so the starter, as I said earlier, was uh, it's a fifty percent rye, fifty percent all-purpose flour. So I pretty much I've raised it since for like four months now, since January, um, four or five months. And that's the first step is that that natural. So there's no yeast in it. Um, natural, as we, Sean and I were talking about the natural yeast. Uh, the flour makeup is about 70, 75% all-purpose flour. I didn't have, uh, it's hard to get flour now. Um, so I wanted to get bread flour, but I, I couldn't get that. So I have the Costco one. 15% whole wheat and 10% rye. I think that adds up to 100%. So the rye adds a little bit of that sweetness to it, uh, softens it up. Um, so I just did that. Um, it was a uh, overnight proof as Sean did the retarding of, of dough adds a lot of flavor to it. So that was proofed in the fridge for like 12 hours, 13 hours. Um, and then baked and the key to, to sourdough, if you didn't know is to, to imitate a industry like oven, you have to inject steam, right? So for this, I baked it in a, a Dutch oven to capture the steam coming from there. So it kind of gives it wow. that better crust to it. So it's a, it's a standard to that. Um, and yeah, so it's one of my favorite blends. I just discovered it last month after experimenting that I like this balance. So it is it's a little delicious. dense. I, I, I didn't shape it as well as I could because that's what causes the, the air to escape during the proofing because I didn't have a good skin on it. Um, but yeah, so glad you like it. No, I do, I, I do enjoy really it. Good. And- um, again, I'm not a bread baker, but how did the comments about how you got the, there's like a different flavor in the crust or what, what, what do you do? Or what, is that just it's on, on the bake? Or yeah, it's just on the bake. Cause all, all that is on the ingredients is just flour, water, yeast, and salt. So there is, uh, I, will, yeah, wow. I, I will, I will take a step back. I do use cornmeal, uh, on the bottom of the bread and the part of that okay. is, okay. Yeah, so that adds a little bit, it's primarily for aesthetics. I, I was, I learned some of that if you put cornmeal on the bottom, it creates less contact point with my Dutch oven because I was scorching it on the bottom. So hopefully mm. uh, that, that might be some of the taste that you get. But on the top is, is just pure, you know, flour, water, salt, yeast. Awesome. So well, good. well, I don't know if the orders are going to be flying in for Sean Desal and uh, Rince's <laughs> Country Levant, but it was phenomenal. If you if you can get a hold of them, order some. It's it's great. Except uh, Sean's uh, recipe is, is you got to follow it to the letter. <laughs> I, I I don't I, I didn't get a you know some of the chandelier on this call. I, oh, you're gonna have to make a delivery. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna have to make a delivery. Delicious. Everything yeah. was. I, I followed your directions exactly, Sean. Except I, I forgot about the tea towel halfway through the the last rise. So um, <laughs> what what's a tea towel? That's what I, I asked. I also don't know what. Oh, it's just a it's a it's a thin towel that you like in a kitchen towel. It's a like, kitchen towel. I used oh, okay. a bar towel. Tea towel, but okay. like a nice thin. A thin one, yeah. Not a beach towel. <laughs> yeah, I just I know it from other culinary things. I don't break bad bread, but I, <laughs> I've come across tea towels. Otherwise, yeah, don't put a beach towel in your oven. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for for sharing with that with us, guys. That was fun and delicious. And uh, we're gonna move on to this this final thing we do at every, for all, we're gonna be doing for all of our podcasts. It's called. I'm gonna toss, toss it over to Cece now because she's she's in charge of this one today. This one's called our snack attack. 
And uh, uh, do we have a prize, Cece? I, I did not. My job, huh? You're the prize bearer. Yeah. Um, I will find your flower, Rance, if you want <laughs> red flower. I will order. Oh. I will order some supplies for you. That's what you win. And um, and whenever we start getting merch. You get a free hat with our new logo no, on it. Or, no, uh, actually, if I win, can the prize be that Sean accepts Mariah and starts to... to... <laughs> oh, we can make it a friendly wager. That's fine. I have... Sean, what do you want if you win? What do I want? I want a, I want a pan of chocolate from one house. Oh. Okay. I, that sounds I, good. I, will, I, I will get that. I love their pan de chocolate. Um, which, actually, you could... Um, Rince, you could also, um, if you go on their, their website, you could order bread flour from them, too. Like, staples. Yep, I've heard uh, shout-outs to uh, to someone else who told me this too, Sean. Uh, you can get yeast from bakeries too if you call them up. They're you doing a lot of commissary stuff right yep. now. So yeah. so yeah, so, so good call, Sean. I will I will uh, hit up one house if I lose, which I'm right. So, oh, we're going to we're go. Oh, comp- both of these guys are competitive. You don't know these now, both of these guys are pretty now competitive. Now that the wager has been set. In this snack attack, we're going head-to-head. We're testing. So I have, for each of you, you're going to get a different set of a type of bread. And you have to name the country or a country where this bread comes from. Oh, this is good. So there may be more than one correct answer. So we'll we'll evaluate that, but we do have kind of like the quick list. Um, there might be more than one correct answer, but as long as you say one of those correct answers, you will get a point. First, first. No, so say. everyone's gonna get twelve, and uh, most uh, out of twelve uh, will win. Okay. Oh. He looks stressed. He looks stressed now. And it's timed, right? It's timed, or is it just? No, just just. Okay. But if you're taking long, but if you're taking long, Rev Raj will buzz you out. So. Um, okay, Rens looks re- more ready than Sean. I don't know. If- wait, wait, hold on. Could, could we ask for spelling? I, and can yeah. I ask you to repeat it? Oh my gosh, this is like Aquila and the Bee. The spelling. Country of origin. Oh, you can't do country of origin. No, so you're supposed to tell me the country of origin. Use it in a sentence. Use it in a sentence. I'm, I'm gonna say no, I'm gonna say no on the spelling because I think that'll That's give it away. That's true. But I can ask you to repeat it. It's, it's I can not- repeat it. Yes. Yeah, and I don't know if Cece's practiced how to pronounce Only these properly. Some of them. So. Yeah, you're going to just get what you get. Okay. Okay. So, Rents, would you like to go first? Yeah, let's go ahead. All right. So. Not Googling anything. I'm just all. Not Googling. Yeah, I know. I was like, how would if they Googled? They won't. Okay. Number one. Pondesol. Oh, Philippines. Yeah, Shotso. Yes. Give me the. Focaccia. Oh, uh, Italy. Italy. Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Back and forth. No, I'm not going back and forth. Yeah. I said, I did actually. I did. Okay. But okay, it confirmed good. it. I've been saying it already. Yeah. <laughs> it confirmed me. Okay. Pupusa. Oh, uh, El Salvador? Yes. Okay. Arepa. Oh, no. This is where it stops. <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you use it in a sentence, please? Um, you know, I had an arepa for breakfast. Oh, oh my gosh. Dang. Not helpful. Uh, I had an arepa for lunch. Honduras. Honduras. No. No. Dang. Okay. Paratha. Paratha? What is that? Paratha. Paratha. Oh, man. I'm going to go with Greece. <laughs> I, uh, Sean, you're going to get that pan chocolate really soon. Um, let's see. Xiaobing. Xiaobing? Sounds like China? Is that racist? <laughs> Alright, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Damper. 
damper. Like, like, don't put a damper on this parade. Damper bread, a type of bread from another country and continent. Um, <laughs> Australia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, take, from the host. I'll take. I'll take the L on that. I'll just give you the. Just buzz me on that one. That was it. Okay. <laughs> Green mealy. Green mealy. Whoa! Yeah, these are real breads. Wow! I'm gonna go. I just feel like it's Irish because of green, but it's uh, nope, it's not. Okay, this one might be lavash. 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 Yeah, oh, that people totally lavash. Oh no, Poland? Nope. Uh, oh look, I think Sean knew that one. Yeah. Um, Bami. Where I'm are you getting these breads? Or, or Bami. 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 Like Vietnamese Bami. No, not Bami or Bami. Uh, India? Nope, nope. No. Marqueta. Oh, this is horrible. I have it. This is bad. I don't even know. Can I just, I'm just going to do mercy rule. Like that, that's, that's all I got. Uh, mercy. Okay. You're done. Wait, how many, how much more is there? There's only one, one more. more. Okay. Okay. One more. Bologna. Bologna? Like bologna? No. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, you're not gonna get that. No, one. no, it's not. It's Man, not. that was that was rough. I am yeah, not. You don't want. Oh, I guess you're not revealing them because uh, the, the, it'll reduce what Sean can ask. So yes, yeah, the countries. Okay, so okay, right. here we go. And again, how many did how many did Rens get? Like, Rens got four. Four, man, that's you got four. Sean's like, all right, here we go. No, all no. right, here we go. Sean, are you okay. ready? Okay, I'm ready. One tortilla. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> tortilla. Um, Mexico. Bow. 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 Is he gonna spell it now? <laughs> no, I'm. I'm. I'm using China. Roti. Roti, India. Hala. 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 Um, Israel. <laughs> That you tied. You need wow, one more. Right. Oh, that's it. One more from the wind. Oh, maybe I'll do a hard one then, just because. <laughs> <laughs> These rules are changing. Okay, no, I'll go down the list. Dampf noodle. Dampf noodle. <laughs> Don't, how was it? Dampf noodle. Dampf noodle. Sure, I don't. He's like he's, he's so close to the camera right he's now. He's saying it to me in an accent, and I like want to repeat it that way, but I don't know. I'm just saying it. I'm reading it. Uh, Dumpf noodle, Germany for the win. Hey, I, I think I got all five of his, and I felt like there was a. Un- it's cool. I will be a. I will be a good sport. Congratulations, Sean. Would- thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. I will get you your pond of chocolate. Um, Very good. Well, wow. that was fun, guys. That any any words from our uh, champion, Sean? Um, good game, good game, friends. I thought I thought you had it because you were saying that you were doing more of the history, more of the kind of cultural yep. like research to it. Yep, just I just did not a history. Those ones, not those ones, not those ones. <laughs> <laughs> all the ones that were on your list, Sean. You did the history of all list. the ones on your list. Um. Well, thanks, guys. That was fun. Um. You know, we're Thanks for participating in the snack attack. <laughs> the snack attack. We're going to be having that on every show. 
Any last comments about bread from our bread enthusiasts? Try it out. If you've never baked bread before, there's a lot of good recipes out there. You have a good time. Don't be scared. It's fun. Shanzi. The, be the best part of making bread, of course, is eating it, but eating it with and sharing your bread, as Renz knows too, I'm sure, sharing it with... Uh, with people, particularly pe people you love. Um, so I know friends like me, I'm sure feels just really happy that we could, that you enjoyed our labors and that it was, it was our, it was our gift to you. So I'm glad you liked awesome. it. Thank awesome. you guys. It was delicious. It was delicious. And uh, that takes us to the end of this episode of famished and fed. We'd like to thank our guests. Um, I'll let them uh, say goodbye saying by saying their name, who they are. <laughs> um, I'm copying the other Urban Picks uh, podcast, Truly Universal. So um, uh, we'll let our guests uh, name themselves. Solvent Rents signing off. This is Sean. I'll see you later. Hangry CC. <laughs> what? What do you say? I don't know. Hangry CC. Oh, Hangry CC. Well, this is Father Raj, um, and this is where CC starts our tagline. Come to the table. Stay uh, fed, family. He forgot it. He I forgot know. It. You were supposed to say, "Come to the table. We're all are welcome." Right? Isn't that what oh, we're all are practice welcome. Last Dang, yeah. we didn't practice. We clearly uh, don't we didn't practice. practice. We're gonna get it right in the next podcast. But uh, thank you, guys. Peace. Peace. Famine Fed is a production of Urban Picks, all things to all. You can find all of our content on our website, www.urbanpicks.com slash famonefed. Please like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to contact us, send us an email at famonefed at urbanpicks.com or leave us a comment on the Urban Picks website. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time.